Welcome to Probably Science, your look at the week in science news from the perspective of some comedians who have somewhat of a background in science, I guess. Yeah, this is literally the only science you'll ever need. We've got you covered. <laughs> we have everything. We this are joined. essential. Uh, I'm Matt Kirshen. I'm here with Andy Wood, uh, who also hosts the show, and our regular stand-in co-host, uh, Jesse Case. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us. Of course, of course. At, at some point, we should just call you the third co-host, really. But then I'm not, I'm not here enough for that to be consistent. I would have to commit to that, which that, that depends on other factors. Yeah. Um, you know, having to do with, with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Super well, sub, Jesse Case. So we'll just call me the, the regular stand-in. Go I'll be, to. I'll be the stand-in. The go-to. The plan B. Plan B case. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the guest today, guys? Who is the guest today? He's, uh, he's a good friend of mine. He, um, he actually started the Bridgetown Comedy Festival with Matt, don't me. shake your head He's when he said good, the good friend. I didn't shake my head. <laughs> no, I, was, I was staring directly at this orange. It's weird. You're already <laughs> creating propaganda. That's the voice of, of comedian actor Matt Bronger. <laughs> That's me. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I can't believe we've done this for over a year. This is the first time you've been on, but I'm glad we finally got you. Well, it's like I, I've I've scheduled a couple times and had to reschedule and reschedule. So it was, yeah, yeah. You know, it's good that it good yeah. that it finally it's worked good out. That, good that now I'm doing nothing. <laughs> I got <guess. laughs> <laughs> got nothing going on but nothing. this. At least you're not the regular stand-in. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> it's an honor you should embrace. I did love... I did. My career is so awesome, they can just wake me up to come to it. You. You on the couch. I did Talk love about science. Your recent Vine was, was great, uh, talking about the going to your therapist after pilot season going yeah. by. <laughs> well, it just hit me that it... it you know, I'm not the... It hit me the fir- for the first time that he's in the uh, the building is SAG... Same building as SAG-AFTRA. It was one of those therapist things, like, is. Yeah, it was one of those things just like, oh, so... Uh, so nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like I tested for one thing and didn't get it, but like you know, then it was then it was just one of those days where I was just thinking about like uh, another pilot season gone. Then looking at the building, going, yeah, fuck, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> Shaking your fist as you go in to talk yeah, to your therapist. It's like working with your ex girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Having to having to talk about your feelings, you know, yeah. not getting the sex, right, fellas? Yeah. It's all guys here. Out of curiosity, uh, do, how long have you been going to therapy? Uh, about a year now. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, what was the? Uh, how did you finally just make the decision to? to it was one of those things out? where I was going through a bit of a uh, a bit of a like a small personal crisis and mm-hmm. um, had just uh, gone through something of a breakup. And was just just evaluating things was like, and I I used to go to one therapist. I went to a therapist uh, a couple months before that, and I stopped because literally everything I said, she would just be like, she'd be like, yeah, but that's not so bad. And it's like, look, <laughs> you can't always say that. You can't. And it's like, no, nothing I'm doing is horrible. But it's like sometimes you need someone to be like, well, think yeah. about it. From well, this that's angle, kind of the point work of work on it, you know? Because right. that's, I mean, as an only child stand-up comedian, I have plenty of. Positive oh, self-enforcement built in my <laughs> friggin' uh, uh, system, you know, where I'm just like, you know, you know what? I'm all right. Like, I've been saying that since I was a little kid, you know, because you have because I had very supportive parents. Me too. So yeah. not that I need someone and- to chop me down. But anyway, so I I, uh, I went through like the insurance channels and, and, and found this person. And, nice. and it's it's been it's been good. It's just it's one of those things where I, it's it's just. I think bouncing your thoughts off of someone who's going to look at from, at from a clinical perspective and not a friend perspective yeah, yeah. is healthy. That's yeah, the, all. the first one sounds like the friend perspective. Like yeah. your first therapist no, exactly. is like, hey, yeah, come on, okay. buddy, just have a beer. Let's Whatever just have a beer. Doing. It's fine. She's, she's Chop like, some rails. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Who said cocaine was bad for you? Not me. She's like, not Freud. <laughs> she's, she's talking shit about the client you saw leave before. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. <laughs> that last Whoa. guy. This Jesus one. Christ. Whoa. Thinks he's a sex addict, but I mean, who would... Real crazy. <laughs> Real crazy. 
<laughs> not attractive enough to be a sex <laughs> addict. There was, You're like, are you going to talk about me this way? No, no, there, no. Matt, come on. There was a therapist in a book. I was, I forget what this was from a novel I read. And, and he, he was like, he was talking, the, talking to the therapist about like, or some clinic, clinician or something about like, um, uh, uh, uh. Some, you know, what is it when letters stand for something like CIA? Acronyms. 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 Like it was or an acronym. adjectives. It was an acronym for uh, for somebody. It was like uh, it was like CAF. And she like wrote it on the person's form or something. It just stands for crazy as fuck. Nice. <laughs> like a therapist just like, look, out of my help. Out of my right. reach. <laughs> oh, they used to. Um, you know they have that. They, yeah. There's certain people they work with. Doctors, like, yeah, man, yeah. there's no hope for you. Doctors in the UK got into trouble because they have codes that they used to write on medical charts. I'm sure doctors around the world do. Yeah. And then it sort of got out. Like, you know, the pre- like all the doctors knew it. And the code. Yeah, yeah the different. Right. Uh, like, you know, they've got like the standard medical was like DNR, do not resuscitate. But then they've got like sure. a um, NFL, which is normal for Liverpool. <laughs> that's great just, wow just someone comes that's in with like awesome. a knife sticking out of their head oh that's an NFL <laughs> wow <laughs> just, oh that's great Matt, Matt let me ask you this do you ever find yourself um I, do you ever find yourself running material by your therapist not like do you think this is funny but you'll just do it in conversation um because I try to get my shrink to laugh a lot Oh. But then I have to break that fourth wall and be like, I'm doing this right now, and sure. I don't know why. Sure. Nah, I mean, <laughs> no, no. I mean, he's a, he, he's a he's a comedy fan. I know that right. for a fact. Um, but and if something it, something certain things I say will definitely strike him as funny. But it's just like we kind of have a it's a a conversational relationship. Sure. So it's not you know I don't really he's not like a, a a cold you know clinical person. So if he was more like that, oh man, definitely I'd be trying. Oh to no, him my my shrink's very. Uh, it's called they call it postmodern. So it's not like cognitive behavioral or like all Freudian. Sure. So it's very much we just talk for an hour. Oh, okay. Um, or 50 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, which is the, you know, shrink hour. Yeah. Um, but we just talk completely fluidly. Sometimes I, sometimes she says way more than me. Uh, so yeah. You know what I mean? And we'll just talk. About mm-hmm. anything? Or I mean about you always? Is it just any, whatever comes up, you'll just discuss it as though you were discussing Yeah, but I mean, I sort of, I can guide the conversation. She keeps it on point. Yeah. You know, like we'll wrap it back around to yeah. the thing. Um, but I, I do catch myself trying to get her to laugh, which is like, and then I have to discuss that with her. It's weird, it's weird to like go to therapy and have to like do therapy with your shrink about your shrink. Yep. You know? For sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, that makes sense. And I, I can't imagine like those therapists probably see so many people who are in show business. I wonder if, if they have more perspective on those kinds of problems, you know, or if they're able yeah. to. Be like, this isn't that, you know, you're thinking this is a... So do you get career advice? You don't get career no, well, my advice. Th- my therapist really. used to be... He used to work for a management firm yeah. uh, in the business, uh, not as an actual manager, but he, like, you know, would read scripts and all this stuff. And, and it's one of those things where sometimes he'll be like, well, but wouldn't that be... And I was like, look, it's been a couple years since you've done this. Uh, <laughs> it's, the climate's changed, you know. But he's like, you know, he's just, he's just trying to be helpful, and he's not completely ignorant. He kind of knows right, how right, things right. work to an extent, but... Yeah, it is, you know, one of those things where coming in there and being like, yeah, so I didn't get it. Let's start. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, right. that's just, but then yeah, he's yeah. like, why don't you just go to Montreal and get a million dollar deal? I, I, I don't do <laughs> yeah, that they anymore. They don't do that anymore. Uh, not since yeah. uh, 94 or something. Yeah. Totally. I th- when you said he used to work for a management firm, I thought you meant as a therapist. Like their house, man, their house therapist. Well, no, no, like, just, you know, like the Metallica documentary, they have like high level corporate therapists, right, right. but they oh, have like, right. they have like hidden intentions. Yeah. Because like if your band wants to break up or you want to quit the baseball team, 
They don't want you to do that. They're being paid yeah. by. Oh yeah, they're like so, keep him in the band. Right. Keep this yeah. guy. In the, right. Keep this guy away from canned beer and in the band. Yeah. That's your whole job. That yeah. You know. So it's weird yeah. to me. Like I just watched that Metallica documentary, which is why mm-hmm. I bring it up. It's, it's yeah, weird. Like, he that writes much better songs on heroin. Okay, so let's try and come up with a plan yeah, where he right. can take the right amount of heroin so he writes, but yeah. not so much that he not so much that he dies. Right. Yeah. It's just weird watching a therapist that doesn't really care about the client. They care about the the income. They care about the product. Mm, so they, yeah. it was like such an obvious hidden agenda. Right. So weird to see. Yeah. Didn't people like... I thought John Belushi maybe had a, a sober companion that he would pay to keep him away from cocaine. And there were like productive years when he was paying that guy. But that only works as long as he's still... As soon as he stops yeah. paying that guy. All he has to do to, well, he wants to do cocaine is stop paying that guy. There's, a, there's a legendary uh, road story. I'm not going to say who the comedian is, but he was a very successful comedian. And uh, his management, like where when you go to a new town, his management would uh, hire, would, would basically go to the feature act and be like, we'll give you five grand to keep him off. Just keep cocaine away from him, you know? Or whatever amount it was, right. and that guy knew about it, and he would go to that feature and be go- and be like, "I'll give you another five to tell him I didn't do any." And imagine, imagine that conundrum. Yeah. And you're as a starving something. comedian, and yeah. you're like, "Okay, you know I mean? I you're not making a living grand. at it. You're just like, holy, cr- that is several months of rent." Yeah. In whatever you you definitely yeah. have a couple roommates, you know. It's or like, yeah. it's or it's the guilt of a famous comedian's death looming oh, over your yeah, head forever. No. Yeah. When it comes down to, I think I would hope I would have the the yeah. ethics to be like. To kind of tell them both to fuck themselves in a sense, what? but like really, I would know. take the first five grand and yeah, try but to it's keep just, him. I like I would spin it into fifteen by trying to sell him coke for five grand. Like, I, would, I would like <laughs> find the go. coke. Yes, pull at least pull fifteen grand out of it. Very capitalist, yeah. and that's uh, why Bill Cosby quit stand up. That's why. <laughs> it, was, it was Bill Cosby for sure. <laughs> Recently. Just crazy. You think yeah. a man that old yeah. would stay away from cocaine. Yeah. You Horrible for your heart. You know what I find weird is that... And he loves cigars. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about how like it's weird to me that like at some point a butler literally had to drop the Cosby kids off at the pool. You know what I mean? Like yeah. someone like that, that really happened. For sure. Um, someone had to drop them off there. Uh, there were there were Cosby kids. And we don't know if we swam. <laughs> we don't know what they... I, not, that wasn't trying to get... Okay. I Am I right in thinking that that what you, that's a horribly racist euphemism for shitting? Is that what that, yes, that's in yes. America? Right? Horribly racist. <laughs> horribly. Yes. Okay, horribly. cool. Just so we're not the not the positively racist. Yeah. On that note, joke, on that note, joke <laughs> racism. Well, no, it's fun the, the race- Louis DK bit. Why isn't there any you know good racism? Chinese people they can fly. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, Matt, we always ask a guest this: What, if any, is your science background? Oh God, next to none. I've always been a really right-brained person and. Uh, was never good at math or, you know, fascinated by science, but not understanding it on almost any level. Okay. But, but you did go to I mean, public school in I Portland did. where the best public schools are. Oh, the best. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, 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 I enjoyed biology. I was terrible at chemistry. Um, but, you know, I have an appreciation for it. Did you take any science courses when you went to college? Mm, just computer science, which would right. be, you know, a, a dead scroll language at this at this you <laughs> yeah. know year of our how Lord. to use like windows 3.1 and not even before that it was that it was, turtle yeah. thing that you would have it turn a little Some bit logo. yeah 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 and, uh, was that logo was that language that. logo yeah. and i still didn't do well yeah. but left 90 mm. forward 10 earth yeah. science i took earth science in college nice. yeah okay yeah and i think i think i got counts. i think i got high c's low b's so is that the terrible. michael jackson song earth science <laughs> or high c's low b's i'm not sure <laughs> i don't know either of them they both could be just different eras sure. of his career. They originally, uh, ch- it was Earth Science, and they changed it to uh, Man in the Mirror. 
Got it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, little background. Uh, so we uh, should we fire a little little science pod Let's quiz? Let's do it quick. This is a lightning round that Brooks invented. He's not here with us. But this it's week. a pared down That's version a, of oh, it. Of but um, no right, no wrong answers. Um, favorite scientist. Ooh, boy. Um, this is where I, I stall for time and try to think of a scientist <laughs> cool. in the world. Um, oh, the guy who just found the 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 God molecule. Or whatever. The Higgs, so the Higgs boson team? Yeah, yeah. I'll take that as a collective the answer. Collective Whoever that was. I mean, Higgs. that's that's the thing. It's funny. Like, we've, we've talked about that a few times, and we're always amazed when actual scientists listen to this, but someone wrote in who worked on the team at the Large Whoa. Hadron Collider wow. who listens to this podcast. He was like, you guys got it mostly right. Here's the actual... That's like, what? Cool. I can't believe that's you insane. guys are actually Oh, and the guy, the head of, uh, of NASA, who's always on Daily Show, that guy kills me. The uh, not the Mohawk guy, somebody else. No, no, or, no. Okay, the actual head. I didn't know that uh, they have a. Is he the head of the He's a scientist. He's the one who came on the Daily Show and told him that the world was spinning the wrong way in the opening credits. Oh. What is his name? <laughs> uh, black I don't know. scientist. Oh, hang on. You are you are talking about uh, the black guy uh, whose name is now escaping me as well. You're not talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, Neil deGrasse yeah, Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think if he I actually... had to pick uh, one in modern he's good age, he's the yeah, best. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't actually. Work. I don't think he so works funny. at NASA, but he's great. He's a. Yeah, he's uh, probably the best communicator of science in the right, around yeah. right Which now. Which I think is an amazing talent. It's a yeah. huge talent, and that, like every generation, there's been one or two people like that who are just like, yeah, this guy is really good at science, but also extremely good at putting it across to exactly. the layman the, and that's yeah, and, the lay people. And, yeah. and and how it is so. I think the, the one of the biggest problems for scientists is, is ex- explain simply how it's applicable. How all how, what does how it mean so much be, yeah, yeah how yeah. how does it affect your life yeah because how does it affect knowledge as a whole like things like that and he just nails it that's in interviews hu- and stuff yeah and that's a huge problem in general because particularly when there's any kind of conflict particularly when mm-hmm. there's in in things that are contentious although should never actually be contentious like whether global warming is real or whether right. vaccines cause can cause autism which like yeah. none of like it's or all evolution. bullshit or yeah. evolution <laughs> any of those things and the trouble. The trouble with it is often the experts, the people who actually have all the facts at their fingertips, are incredibly bad at putting that across to the general public. Yeah. They'll talk in terms of statistics and go like and probability and then the other side will talk in terms of like a few anecdotes. Like yeah. my kid had an injection and now he's <laughs> autistic and then the scientists are going, Well actually uh um there is a Two percent probability that uh, error that there was an error in this decision. Uh, yeah. And they just, yeah, yeah. just, just jump on that, in, right? Yeah, yeah, and they'll just like, yeah, and they'll just throw. Uh, you, need, you need the guy in the middle who's like, all right, imagine you're buying so, a Grand Slam at Denny's, exactly, right? And and <laughs> and that's one in a hundred like, of those Grand yeah. Slams has a bad egg. Okay, <laughs> it's not related to whether or not you get the well, bacon or the sausage. It's like, it's like sometimes there's going to be a bad when egg. When it comes in that down to it, it's like what is truly and completely provable in all of everything. You know, like like. How do we know we're here? How do we know that thoughts exactly. are real? Like all that crap. Which so is it's always- like, we have to go with the best bet. So if evolution is like 95% probable, well, let's the- go with that. Yeah. And in fact, that- it's 99.999. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. But also, there's always slight corrections. There's slight clarifications. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll come, like new evolutionary scientists will go, oh, we were wrong about this tiny detail. Yeah. And then people will season and go, they were wrong! Uh-huh. No, no, we were wrong about this. Well, this- I, think, I think evolution would be considered 100% correct. Because it would be like, like you said, like the yeah, is this? Uh, do we live in a holographic universe? Or right, is this? Sure. Are we an imagination of ourselves? All exactly. that shit. A glitch. You have a to glitch go, in the matrix. <laughs> well, you have to go with any science. I think has to go with provided all this is real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, you know what I mean? Well, that's why they, they, they always jump on the fact that evolution is a theory. 
Which, yes. of course, it's a theory, Everything's but it's just theory. like Gravity the best is one. A, yeah. It's the best one. Gravity that, is a theory. It's also a semantic mistake because in that context, the word theory doesn't mean what right. it means colloquially. Oh, we're it going right down the rabbit hole, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Straight down the rabbit hole. That, yeah. but that is exactly the problem because, again, you'll get a real a real scientist on who will be forced to conform to accurate language. Uh-huh. And we'll kind of go, so it's a theory. Well, yeah, it's a theory, but this is what we mean by theory. Uh-huh. Uh, you just said it's a theory, so that means any so other theory could be equally Everybody, valid. let's go 7-Eleven. <laughs> Time for Slurpee. Yeah. See you around, <laughs> Egghead. Yeah. These, oh. these people are. Kirk, they Kirk keep leaving for Slurpees. Yeah. <laughs> they won't listen. <laughs> and Kirk Cameron, Kirk Cameron and his Australian buddy. Have you seen those videos? Oh, with a banana. Oh, I love that. No, Kirk not, Cameron is a very oh, yeah, anti-science, yes, anti-evolution. I know. Yeah, the atheist. I love the yeah, term yeah. the atheist nightmare, as yeah. if atheists are just like, "Fuck! I hope there's no God. I really hope there's yeah. no God." Yeah, no, they're just being more realistic. You know, like you know what I mean. Because it's super comforting to be one. Yeah, it's like no one wants there to be an an empty nothing. No, no, yeah. no benevolence yeah. in the universe watching over us. Fuck, I would love no that. One wants that yeah. Part of me and my heart of hearts kind of believes it's true and hopes it is. But there's no nightmare for yeah. an atheist. The, the, the nightmare know? is almost on the same level. Those adverts you always get on the side of websites that like. The, the secret to whiten your teeth that dentists don't want you to know. This stay-at-home mom lost yeah. 50 pounds in two weeks, but doctors don't want you to know why. Yeah, exactly. Language teachers doctors hate want him. you fat and die. That's how they get rich. <laughs> Not exactly. I wouldn't say that. Language teachers hate him. You can learn a, learn French in a oh, week. Yeah, yeah. Do language teachers hate him? Because if you were a professor of linguistics... And suddenly everyone spoke the language. You could communicate about literature and the things you actually care yeah. about to them. Right? Like the idea that like, yeah. teachers are trying to corner the market. I should be the only one who can teach <laughs> language. Teachers well, like, hate just them. the idea yeah. that the clouds might part and then, you know, just a... a, a, a Omnipotent face appears and it just says like I love you all. Like some atheist can be like God, fuck, damn it. <laughs> damn it. I something that loves me eternally, yeah. no matter yeah. what I do. I think ironically, li- but I have to die, get now? eaten by worms, and never have consciousness again. <laughs> I, that was my hope in, the, in my heart of hearts. Ironically, that if that dream. happened, language professors would hate. It. <laughs> yes, yeah. they would hate. It. He, he got, speaks English. God, God speaks it. English. No, no, he's I'm, not you. I'm sorry. I, I, he's, he or she. Uh, speaks through our minds yeah. in whatever language we speak. By the way, this is you know, literally this is literally my nightmare. <laughs> as an atheist myself, this is a, this is on a par with that one where a snake bites your face just as you wake up. Uh, oh. well, I, that would be fucked up if the sky. It'd be almost like Godzilla. Like I yeah. would scream and run. Yeah, but like, so okay, epic. let's just say we all had an awareness at as one. You thought if for God, an instant. That's if, all. Something that was yeah. that wouldn't right. scare it, you. Like we, a, we if all God, get dosed with MDMA at the same like, time, like, yes. and then this go- the heavens I'm just, open. I'm just describing yeah. horrible. Yeah. Let's say there's a slimy monster in your bed <laughs> that speaks to you at 2 a.m. Um, and but says, he loves you. I am. I am God and I love you, but it's the same yeah. voice as Gollum uh, yeah. from Lord of the Rings. It's like a dog with the face of your dead grandparents, and it tells you. And it will not stop chasing you. It's but faster it really, than you, and it really runs through any it. wall that you climb. <laughs> Simple as that. Simple as that. So. It's, a, it's a spider in your stomach with an old man's face. You somehow know it's there, and no one believes you. So that's God. Short anyway, of, short of this, the second best thing would be to have the Pope, have the new Pope, come out and be like, "This is what God is." Like he's just redefined. I'd be so pissed. There's now a dog faced really? God who follows you, so, and lives under your. Wait, body. wait, hold on. And, and also that, that, but also like, wait, God's cool at the Vatican. You know, like that's one of those things I always thought is, in a way, beautiful 
but in a way, kind Opulence. of an abomination. A little bit excessive. People are starving, yeah, yeah. and you live in a gold palace. You know, like, and there's even scripture. The there's even of Jesus stuff plan. that he wrote about how the sooner yeah. should a camel pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man uh, something. Yeah, yeah. and the meek shall inherit the earth. Stuff he wrote. Pretty, pretty yeah. meek. Stuff <laughs> he read God's early stuff. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I, I could write. I got, that's where he started. The ba- God's basement tapes. Uh, it's. You're, you're I had, there's a guy in, in Chicago who had a bit about he wished God would just come down and just say who's right and who's wrong just to settle it. <laughs> And all the whole thing was him just going, all right, everybody, I'm just going to do this once. Wrong, 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 wrong. Bingo. Wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. Close, but no. All right. couple questions. What's that? Oh, okay. Well, listen. Look, look, that was Old Testament, okay? I, having a kid mellows you out. Okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I would love it if the God does, like, just... Show, sorry if the Pope shows up on the balcony like the new Pope with like a drawing that he's done in crayon <laughs> like God this is God <laughs> just, everyone's just like oh God he's stupid my, damn it my, my brother damn just it. I hate he's, to do the religion bashing thing but like my brother just had a, a, a Jehovah's Witness I'm sorry a Mormon come to his door and he had all this literature my brother was trying to blow him off quickly but like, he couldn't get him out quick enough and he was so he's actually getting the he actually handed over this stuff to him and managed to tell him that part of the reason he should believe it is like, well, do you do you, do you go to church now? He's like, yeah, we're we're good on that front. We got, we got a church, so we're good. We're all set. Um, and he says, well, well, look, it's the same Jesus. And then he shows a picture on this pamphlet. It's again that same drawing we've always done of the Kenny super area of Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Loggins. Kenny yeah. Loggins in his twenties. Yeah. So it's like the fact that somebody drew the same Jesus on the Mormon pamphlet. It's like, look, it's the same Jesus. He just came. He was in America for like, a while. Like, like somebody could be swayed by seeing yeah. what's photographic proof. It's the he same was, Jesus. I was certainly Jesus. not in America. They wouldn't have drawn exactly the same picture if it was a different Jesus. Yeah, I mean, how could they? You can't just draw the same picture twice. Yeah. You know those like, things they send you out as a turtle? This, this yearbook derby photo hat? of Travis Nobody Tritch can draw that. It's clearly Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Isn't that but the basis like, that for the Allen the... Brothers? Yes. And Jesus. <laughs> and also Jesus. Uh, Matt, least favorite scientist. <laughs> uh, lightning round. I forgot. We're still in the lightning round. Uh, least favorite scientist. Whoever I remember reading about, and this is a collective, but yeah. there was a scientist, and not, this is not him, but he, there was a scientist who... Actually, this kind of tags what we were talking about before. Went through the Bible and um, explained all of the all of the the miracles through science. Uh. But it was like one of those things, <laughs> no, but it was one of those things where he's just going like, "Here's what people thought it was: an angel. What it really was, a comet, like stuff like that." Oh. And he got vilified by the scientific community. Yeah, and and all he was doing is trying to connect people. You know, and got vilified for people going people. Men and women of science who are just like, no, those were acts of God. What you're doing is blasphemy. And he's like, I'm just trying to explain things. Yeah, so anyone yeah. who jumped on that guy, I think, is a, is okay. a crap scientist. That's cool. Uh, that works for me. Favorite, I wish I had names. What's I'm the sorry. favorite uh, favorite Australian animal? That's a good one. Australian animal. Oh, got to be koala. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Even though they have lots of gonorrhea. Well, no, uh, rampant. I, th- th- I just love the fact that they're chlamydia. They're, chlamydia. chlamydia. I'm sorry. Chlamydia. They're adorable, and they'll scratch the hell out of you. They're horrible <laughs> animals, and like that's why I, I love polar bears too. Because I, I always yeah. imagine the first guy who saw one was like, "Oh, it's just a, it's so beautiful. <laughs> it wants to hold me. Look, it's standing up." And yes. then the guy was devoured. <laughs> it's coming towards us. Look, it also feels the same. It's way. It's come to us. say hello and yeah. share a Coca Cola. Yeah, but yeah. it's uh, it's. Yeah, it's pretty close. Oh, no, it's not close. It's further in the distance than I first... Oh, it's really it's big. It's enormous. <laughs> yeah. I was always really bothered by those. There was a campaign, one of the Coke ad campaigns, just a couple of years ago at Christmas time, um, where it was the polar bear. But it was one where there was a penguin family walking, 
and the baby penguin accidentally goes down into the middle of some polar bear party. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like record scratch, like, oh, are they going to eat it? And then they just give it a Coke and they all drink. But it's like, um, the penguins are this, this Antarctica is like literally you couldn't be farther away from another species. Right. It's like penguins and polar bears. Mm-hmm. I assume oh, they don't exist took- in the same place? Absolutely not. No, no, that. it's oh, the, okay. the Arctic and then... And then I assume that just took place in a zoo enclosure and an incredibly irresponsible <laughs> zookeeper. <laughs> incredibly irresponsible. <laughs> some billionaire's uh, zoo that he has on his, on his you know, thousand-acre grounds. Yeah. <laughs> Feeds all the animals all snow. soft drinks. Yes. <laughs> no, I yeah. just think it's a, it's a bummer, and, and I mean, this totally relates to, to science, of mm-hmm. course. It's a bummer when things that are clearly designed for children are scientifically inaccurate. Like, um... You can't give a pass to an animated Coca-Cola commercial. I can't give a pass. They are drinking Coca-Colas. <laughs> you know. Well, I will say that. But no, I agree. It's also something they don't do. The kids might think they yes. do after watching that ad. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that I mean. That part does. Oh, that's okay. I mean. The whole thing. Okay, I get it. Yeah, well, yeah. that's... There was... There was our, I remember what... This is a strange... Uh, uh, Thing, but I think it's kind of parallel to what you're saying. Uh, when um, the movie Pocahontas came out, there was criticism uh, because basically, who is that guy who was Pocahontas? John, John Smith. John Smith, you know, supposed basically like kidnapped her and raped her. Right. You know, right. and she was and like she was 12. 13. Yeah, yeah, did not marry her, and right. you know, no one understood their let's just say white on red love. Yeah. Um, but you know. Mel Gibson responded by going, there's talking animals in it. Are you mad at that, too? It's like, no, no, no. Just the revisionist history, Mel. We've always been cool with uh, talking, talking animals. animals. I got no problem with talking animals in movies. Problem. You can have those all day. Just as long as you don't make, like, like Martin Luther King Jr. wanted to murder white people. What? No, but there's a talking rabbit. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Like, come on. So none of this is true. If a, if a puppet that. says yeah, it, yeah, then yeah. you would, know that everything you're saying, saying is wrong. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad at the talking rabbit, is what I'm saying. Yeah, no. I'd be mad at them calling I, that I, guy a murderer this you know? is the worst this was the worst thing ever i i um i you know i grew up in nashville so i'd go to memphis a lot with my folks and stuff and that's where the lorraine motel is i've been where there martin luther king was was tragically murdered sure. mm-hmm. um but after that it was still a motel for a little while before it was turned into the, a civil rights museum so so obviously it was a crime scene everything was cleared out you know and all that so now they've set it up you can walk by it, and they, they knocked a wall out, and it's just a big glass panel, and you can look at his room like it was the day he was shot. Like, right. you know, Martin Luther King's room. Yeah. But it's completely uh, racist and inaccurate. Like, there's, uh, there's like, cartons of Newport cigarettes, <laughs> and, and, like, we're talking no. buckets of chicken. Watermelon lines. Um, I'm, I'm completely serious. The Lorraine Motel, the Civil Rights Museum. Oh, it's, it's, like, wow. hilarious and terrible. Wow, um, that, that's just. But well, you feel like those were that the, the, they took a photograph and like, well, we have to recreate it accurately, or was this like someone else's? Oh no, no, no! Uh, to- this was someone. Else, I don't even know if it was like a racist attempt. Just like they would have had that, right? That's probably what. Whoa! Oh, wow! Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, I, I don't think it was like a recreation. Like I'm not even sure. Like, they have cigarettes. They, they show existed. a signed room service bill that has no tip. In it. No, no tip. There's like 17 basketballs in the room, just all over the place. Like, why so many basketballs? No, but there's like stuff that didn't exist then, like yeah. you know, this Kool Aid. Yeah, and shit. I don't think I don't think Newports right. were around. I don't know if menthol then. was a thing. Yeah. yeah, and like a low rider car. Hey, what if that was just some like white supremacist attempt at, at subverting, like under the guise of some. Umbrella Corporation, they bought this thing <laughs> and then stocked it with the most racist things imaginable. Right, a fake civil rights yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Um, Matt, uh, favorite experiment uh, at school or favorite science experiment you saw or you, you were part of? Oh, um, I always liked the, 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 the baking soda volcano. 
Cool. You, know? you can't sure. lose with that. Can't, 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 can't beat that one. Can't I mean, you can wrong. beat it, I'm sure. People probably, <laughs> these days, kids probably do holograms. <laughs> yeah. But like, <laughs> No, they all go Mentos Diet Coke now. That's the new uh, thing. Yeah. Well, we couldn't do that. We those weren't are, able to do that in school. Those are pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's kind of a corollary to my favorite question in the lightning round, which is what's the biggest or coolest explosion you were ever a part of or witness to? Oh, boy. Um, and this is not necessarily school. This could be going off anything. into the woods as a kid. Yeah. Sure, sure. Man. Um... Boy, the fact that you're pausing makes me wonder. You have very supportive. I don't. I don't want to call them hip. Uh, sort of progressive parents. Sure, right? sure, sure. You're both teachers. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were so uh, comfortable growing up, you never had to have a creepy friend who you found at age no, no, twelve yeah. and go I off into those. the woods and light fire stuff on fire yeah. and blow blow stuff up. M80s, all that. I'd say like M80s as a kid for sure. But recently, I did a thing where um, where I, I had to I I played a, a civil war reenactor. Um, in a in a in a show, and uh, a friend and I show? we sat around. It's the, uh, the the Christopher Guest series that's coming out. Oh great! Soon. Yeah, I have like nice. two lines. That's but, still a cool thing to be a part of. But uh, yeah, oh absolutely, working with like a hero is the best. But th- there were these guys would be shooting off these guns in formation and blasting these cannons, and we were just watching from across the field. It was one of those things where at first it was like whoa, and then after like an hour, you're just like. Talking in between explosions, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was it was pretty awesome to see because it was like old timey explosions, you know, right? That's, wow, that's yeah. cannons and stuff, all for the sake of comedy. They went to that much effort. That's, that's yeah, amazing. yeah. They had the whole, and they were real life reenactors. Like they hired a bunch. Oh, of they guys. actually got oh, oh that's for great. sure. And that's those guys <laughs> were the guys who gave us our 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 Andrew Andrew Santino and I mm-hmm. were were in, and and the, the guys who gave us our, our outfits were actual reenactor guys and they just Whoa. had barrels of clothing and they're like put this on put this on <laughs> and because we're confederates you know we just look like farmers with guns <laughs> yeah, I expected yeah, yeah. I was just like yeah the, the south did have the crappiest non-uniforms you know it was like the whatever north, you had these, these crisp blue you yeah. know dress you know outfits and but well yeah just like my shirt was basically like a gunny sack the only way you could tell I was was I had the hat you know, I had the... Yeah, the hat makes the outfit, mm-hmm. I think, for any, for any war yeah. reenactment, I think. That's right. essential. It only just occurred to me how much time must have been spent. Like, once, once a war gets declared, someone in government has to then go, right, better start making clothes. Uh-huh. Everyone has to match. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's huge... That's a huge undertaking. Like, the second war is declared. You're like, oh, well, we're going to need a lot more soldiers, so let's get this... Uh, mm-hmm. but it, but let's get still, some seamstresses under. It's, yeah. st- it's still not a government factory, though. You know, it's, it's still a company... That does that. Yeah. So it'd well, be they like, have to pick like what it'd be like Ralph Lauren company or, or something would be like, well, check <laughs> if, out our, our camo. If you're lucky. The yeah. polo line. Yeah. Oh. So the irony, if we ever do go to war with China, is going to be that they will have made our uniforms. Absolutely. Like, that's yeah, that's going to be kind of Oof. bittersweet for them. Do you think they put like a little tracking device? Let's be honest. It's going to be a drone <laughs> war over the, over the Pacific. Okay. In the field. Period. <laughs> yeah. And there's no, there'll be no human life lost. <laughs> um do you reckon it might be worth uh, trying if you've got any Chinese factory workers listening to our show right now? Just maybe uh, put sneak a few tracking devices a, into uh, please, a few bugs. Yeah, if you're please listening. escape. Please le- get your family and escape. Oh man, what if we do have like one Chinese factory worker listener? If you if you are a Chinese factory worker listener or are willing to create an online persona of one for the sake of contacting us, no, do I'm that, sure. Please. I'm sure we. I'm. You know, they don't. Wasn't there that story about the guy in the iPad factory who'd never seen an iPad? He like cried when he when he got to see one. Oh, because he only got to hear the like see the earlier bits of it. Yeah, like, like they the don't earlier. get 
they don't listen to podcasts, man. I know. That's why I'm saying I'd be amazed if one did. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, I think it's about that time we get to an actual science yes. story. Yeah. What have you got? Andy? I was I was thinking as we were discussing the whole uh, you know evolution and and the holes that critics try to poke in it. Um, there's a story that I found surprising because I thought that sort of evolutional evolutionary mechanisms couldn't take place over this short of a span of time, but it turns out that uh, some birds have evolved shorter wings to survive on roads. Yeah, this is a, a story. Uh, this is a study in Nebraska uh, where um, cliff swallows, which have started nesting on road bridges uh, and are especially vulnerable to traffic killing them, have uh, have evolved shorter wings for a quicker vertical takeoff and improved maneuverability. Which looks like it's been se- it's been selected especially to avoid cars and trucks coming past. And it says that 80 million U.S. birds are killed by traffic each year, which seems that seems pretty excessive to me. That's Man. not a, that's not the number I would have guessed. But. Yeah. Wow. Well, and how? I mean, had it? You know, there was a bird like on my sidewalk yesterday that was just there, untouched. I think that bird had a birdie stroke or something. Like it was just dead. <laughs> Nothing not by hand How do man. we know that there are all, all those birds on those highways? Right. You know. When a bird decides that it's had enough and it yeah. just turns into a car, does that count towards our tally or is that bird, just like bird, bird suicide? suicide? Is, well, yeah. 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 How do, they, how do you arrive at that figure? That's, That's fascinating. Cool. But, but I was surprised because I thought that, uh, I, I know there was a famous thing that critics of evolution point to that was initially thought to be an evolutionary thing that happened in England post-industrial revolution there were these moths that were oh i remember learning about that at school where um where certain moths are found in either black wing or white wing variants Mm. and what happened was around the industrial revolution when trees would be coated in soot and be more likely to be dark Uh. the the dark wing ones became more prevalent um it was the peppered moth evolution and um yeah so and the fact that that didn't turn out to be true or that wasn't the reason why that so what was the reason found um, let me see if I can find the controversy about it. Okay, in a 1998 book, um, this might be, this is an extremely long Wikipedia entry on the controversy of this. Um, I just remember it, it being not necessarily the case that these evolved to blend in with their background, but it seemed, just from the evidence, that that's a plausible thing. Well, and that one incorrect belief by evolutionary scientists was pointed to by people like yeah, Kurt Cameron, as proof that all evolution is bullshit because they were wrong on this one point. Yeah, one piece silly, of mild counter-evidence, or yeah. not even counter-evidence, but one piece of evidence no longer being evidence is enough to count, contradict yeah. all facts. Uh, but yeah, I mean, evolution's been seen in things that reproduce really quickly, like uh, bacteria right. and viruses, which, uh, which have much shorter life cycles. Right, yeah. Because to see evolution in things like us, where we've got, where it takes like, a couple of decades between generations... So it's just uh, the fact that lifespans are shorter and that, that allows well, the sh- these the things to The shorter the lifespan and the quicker things reproduce, the more generations you go through. Yeah. So well, something like, like a bacteria, which can go through hundreds of generations in a, in a couple of weeks, right. uh, you'll see evolution happening really quickly. Whereas You see it with breeding even. Like, like the German Shepherd took like 60 years to make just from like it didn't exist. And then it took about 60 years. Just because dogs can breed within a, within a year of being alive or so, so you can just get through those you, generations so Well, you can go so through fast. so many generations yeah. and have a completely new breed within your lifetime. Like, yeah. you can invent And it. that's not a new species yet, but it will eventually become, like, they'll eventually diverge. Um, and that's not evolution because that's not using the mechanisms that, I mean, that's not mutation and selection, like the way... No, it's... But, 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 it, but, it's but it is... It's artificial that, selection, but, yeah. but this kind of thing has been observed. Um, there's also another example in this, in this story, uh, because of humans influencing evolution... Uh, 
two formerly diverging populations of um, finches from, uh, in fact, Darwin's Galapagos finches, which were previously used as examples by him as these species that were diverging due to various environmental conditions, are collapsing back into a single species hmm. uh, because food from bird feeds is replacing their natural diet. So these people are feeding these birds and they're no longer having to compete for food in the way they did previously. So the wow. traits that were diverging are now going back into the same... Whoa. So, in effect, evolution's been arrested. Evolution, in this case, has been arrested and, in wow. fact, retreated. Yeah, uh, I didn't, I'd never heard of something that happened. See, what we need to do is start taking more food from them so we can evolve, you know, a, a warbird. Yeah, a warbird. <laughs> you know, a, a, a strong... Well, I wonder whether we could do <laughs> the same. Warrior like, ultimate warrior yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could <laughs> just got armbands around its Somehow wings, got it. <laughs> stripes in its in its plumage. Yeah, apparently, its eyes. from my understanding of things, from I was never big into wrestling, but occasionally I'll get into a wrestling Wikipedia hole. Sure, because because holy crap, the pages on Wikipedia yeah. related to professional wrestling are in depth and engrossing. Yeah. But um, apparently, Ultimate Warrior, Ultimate Dick. Like, just no one has a good word to say about the guy. <laughs> well, he's now just a, a crazy right-wing zealot. Yeah, he shows up on, like, those like public access shows. So, uh-huh. like, we got the ultimate warrior here. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. have the makeup anymore. He's just, yeah. like, in a T-shirt, and mm. he's still got long hair, just shouting at the camera about, yeah. about well, Obama. God, he's the only yeah. wrestler that went down that road. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. The rest saying. of them were just progressive. <laughs> Not a, just super yeah. laid-back dudes. I saw that King Kong Bundy's a comedian now. <laughs> <laughs> They're all doing comedy They're, in various yeah. sorts, yeah. aren't they? Oh, yeah, Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper. He's like a spoken, like a one-man show. Yeah, Mick Foley word. is doing uh, stand-up now. Yeah. Mick Foley I like. like I, I, him, Mick Foley was always a smart guy, though, as well, right? Cool, he's the one that was always like matter-of-fact about... About yeah, and I, they body slammed me through a table of thumbtacks. Boy, it was dumb. You know what I mean? Like his stuff. He's like he's like a normal crazy he guy. Came out you know, unscathed. he just has a whole and does a That's lot of awesome. does a lot of benefits and stuff, which is cool. But yeah, has science, not that I have anything against any of them. But you know what I'm saying? Has science proven conclusively the link between steroid use and the belief in conspiracy theories? Because <laughs> yeah, that's got to be there must be some paper on that. And that's, that's weird because when someone is talking to you and they're built basically like a shaven mastodon <laughs> and are just like you know what here's what's ha- you, you're probably gonna nod like yes, Yo, whatever yeah, man cool I, I, I like, it, and he's it, like yeah. everyone agrees with me <laughs> what's, what's going <laughs> what? yeah. why is all this crap going on everyone, they're afraid of you yeah. they're <laughs> horribly afraid of you everyone in this corner that I'm blocking agrees with <laughs> everyone in this Everyone's coffee shop to leave this coffee that I'm chained shut <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I, I'd be interested to know this go- this is on the uh, related to the article. What I mean, you were talking about those finches who've had arrested evolution, or at least merged back in two that were divergent species that are coming back into being one. Yeah, sure. I wonder. Um, I mean, it does make you wonder about human humans and what we're losing. I mean, sort of the idiocracy kind of theory, right? That's what these articles. Of made what, me wonder is it what are we losing yeah well I wonder if we can collapse back uh, like re-merge with branched off species whether we could recombine with some of the apes no I've, I mean I have like, done uh, it no. buddy handled you know what I'm saying <laughs> come on oh no <laughs> <laughs> um, I just it is interesting I mean when you look at things you know the 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 obesity rates now because we we still require the same amount of calories but aren't as active so it's backfired on us um our own technologies backfired on us in a physical way or something like that. Well, eventually we'll just require less calories. Like we don't, we do require less cal. I mean, I think we've just created foods that, that, that just push these pleasure centers in our brains and make oh, us well, so certainly they're them. not as nourish, nourishing. It's preservatives and things like that. And yeah. you can, you can be, 
probably in, I don't know, 1,500 calories a day or less, you could be full all the time. With the right foods. If, with the yeah, right foods. Yeah. But... Because um, I, I think we, we had an article that actually showed... We talked That's about fair. the story. That's fair. What's, what's fair? I just never really thought about it that way before. Oh, just that our bad foods make us crave more of our bad foods? Or? No, just that, that I had, you know, I had just assumed... I guess you just wouldn't gain weight if you still only stuck to that caloric intake. Yeah, and actually there was a story we did a while back about uh, a study that was done on a, a tribe that lived in, in sort of the way that our ancestors did, and they don't have modern shitty foods and things, and the intention was to see whether our obesity is mostly due to overeating or under under activity. Huh. And it's basically not about the activity, because even these, these, these tribes that are living these hunter-gatherer lifestyles aren't that active. As it right. turns out, they're still just not eating as much as we are. Right. Yeah. So it's not like we were constantly running around always fighting to not die. It was more just that we were eating reasonable amounts. We're, we're also eating stuff that isn't food anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, just, you know, all, like, food, things that have been added, uh, high fructose corn syrup yeah. instead of sugar and mm-hmm. processed yeah. breads and everything. Like, I, they're, they're still not... Very good science on what, on how much that affects you. But I, like, I notice. I, I've never put on weight in my life, and I don't know whether it's finally getting over thirty or whether it's being spending more time in America, where more of the food has that kind of crap in it. Right. Mm. But like for the first time, I've noticed I've just started to put on weight with, unlike I the super you, healthy British food, <laughs> that's that's the, with your but, beans and your toast. Well, that's what's incredible, though. We have we have greasy fried Some food. Some peas. That's, it's like but the home of fried. But food. it's greasy fried food that's still like actual food that's fried in, or, or at least used to be. Now it's going more the American way anyway. But it's. Well, it's just, but it's, fast, it's just fast food. It's like if you if you stay away, generally speaking, from fast food, from you know hamburgers that cost a dollar. Right. It's like there's a reason. <laughs> it's horrible. You're eating plastic. You yeah. Know, like you know, it's just, if you do, if you basically make a a, a a conscious effort to not, you know, so there's like sandwich places you can go to that cost as much as McDonald's or whatever. Yeah. I was just thinking. It would not like a hunter gatherer thing, and and the regression of our own evolution. You should have to solve a brain puzzle to get a Big Mac. <laughs> you know, like that's the law. If you want to go to McDonald's, you have to pat. You know, you have to right, or at least pass just, like the president's physical test. You got to touch your toes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. you, can, you have yeah. the choice. You can do it. You can do a, you can do a, a puzzle. You can solve. You can solve a puzzle. Or you can, or you can do pull-ups oh, or something they, like that. Or what do if like they just put ten the sit-ups. burger at the top of like a cargo netting that you have to climb? Sure, there you go. That's the physical test. It's American yeah, Gladiators you can, you can where the prize that. is just jumping. But that would also, yeah. you do, you'd have a workout yeah. on the way to that. You burn some of the no, calories exactly. that you're going to consume. That's what I'm saying. And then like a fat person who keeps doing the brain puzzle, like a fat, really smart person, they're just like, oh, no, you've solved 10 puzzles in the last month, man. You've got to do physical. You've got to change over to <laughs> you certain points. You've got to change over, man. you got the other side of you developed. That's not a bad idea. I'm sure there's some market for some super rich people who want, like, who will just pay someone else to do the things that they can't make themselves do. Like pay somebody to be your like I, sober living companion, but for food, yeah, just slapping like, they just cheeseburgers slap out your, out your mouth unless you do these things. I would yeah. almost personal trainer who just makes you do these things before you can have the. I'd almost wonder if that ends up having a counterproduct like count like. I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up making people fatter because it associates burgers with reward. True, like, you get the wow. puzzle correct. It just like if it fires off all the yeah. little reward uh, centers in your brain. Mm. That's I've heard that that's the reason why parents shouldn't Congra- treat those things as rewards. Yeah, shouldn't like congratulate is, your kid. Goal for- is to oh, have that's how that's how that's the reason McDonald's is so enormous. That's the reason McDonald's is the is the is the the gold standard of identifiable fast food is because they came up with an ad campaign 
um, when they first started going national, where they, they interviewed a bunch of people. They're like, what do you, wh- what do you think of, like, what makes you happy about this? And they're like, oh, it's a break. It's a break from everything. So McDonald's came up with the You Deserve a Break Today campaign, and it, it exploded for yeah. them. Because everyone's just like, yeah, it's a break from everything. This is, this is a treat for me. Yeah, yeah. and it, I remember you know? as a kid, it used to be like a treat. You go to McDonald's. Yeah. You, After like, a, as a t-ball game or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, or, or uh, and, and as a kid, also, they had the Happy Meal with the for, toys. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, yeah. So it became After very much. After one of Andy's t-ball games, I would go. Yeah. To, <laughs> I was at a, a lot of your games. I know we didn't know each other, but I... <laughs> as, it as was a, then that I carried you. <laughs> like, where were we? <laughs> we were on a beach <laughs> in Michigan? As a kid, you associate the what the... The worst shitty cheap food with a reward, with a treat. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think bad for you food should be identified as a treat because, you know, then you don't have it every day, just like yeah. ice cream sundaes or, you know, cheese fries, you name it. But it's just, it's one of those things where I guess what, we were, I guess what we're coming down to is the treat shouldn't kill you super early right. by means other than fat and salt. You know, yeah, the time-honored yeah. bad-for-you stuff, or like sugar, or, or, or you know... There is a related story. Uh, the preservatives w- and yeah. stuff. Anyway, go This on. merges perfectly into our next story, actually. Okay, great. Uh, you're going to have to go for it. I'll, I'll go for it. Andy sugary, drinks, sugary drinks may kill 184,000 people each year. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I don't know if you guys know, New York City's ban on large soda drinks was blocked yeah. last week. Um, but the band backers may have been onto something because a new study suggests that many people around the world, can, their deaths can be linked to sugary drinks every year. Um, wow. Gitanjali Singh of Harvard University and colleagues examined survey data covering 60% of the world's population to so get a global basically, picture. elitist nerds blocking our fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> these Harvard, <laughs> these rich fat cats in their ivory towers trying to tell us not to drink our sugary drinks. Uh, they said that they, uh, the obesity rates resulting from sugary drink consumption... Um, well, yeah, basically, I'm restating the same it's thing. About 184,000 same... deaths per year can be associated with sugary drinks, and diabetes accounted for about 70% of those deaths. Heart disease and certain cancers accounted for the rest. It's about the same number as killed globally each year by asthma. Wow. Wow. Now, that's actually more surprising. I didn't think asthma usually killed people. Uh, I didn't think it was that common of a thing to actually cause death. I think but... untreated, you, you think about third world, world countries where they can't. You know, I just didn't think Ford inhalers. I sort of also thought that asthma was a first world problem and created by I don't know. Right. By, by, mm. by, it is weird to imagine someone in like the Amazonian rainforest yeah, like needing an inhaler trying to kill That's a boar. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever? Have you guys ever had it? Like I, I used to get exercise induced asthma. Oh, I have. I I get um, I my asthma is triggered by illness. Like if I get every every time I get a cold. Uh, or anything like that. A couple of days later, I'll be really asthmatic for a couple of, for a few days. I'll be wheezing. I'll be short of breath. I'll have to use an inhaler. Mm. Wow! And you can actually f- does it feel like your throat is closing up? I've never. I've never. I've got mild asthma. Like I've never had the full like asthma attack where I'm like I can't breathe. But I've been close. Like I've been to the point where like it's really hard to breathe. I'm struggling to breathe. My yeah. it feels like you can only get so much air into your system. Yeah. yeah. And I can imagine you know if that's taken feelings. further. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. Having airflow. You know, yeah. cutting off is one of the worst feelings Oof. in the world. I've only sort of done it, you know, just some mild stuff in the bedroom. It does about but it's uh, no. There we go. No, I have had. I no, I did have. Oh, um, like okay, strangling yourself while you stroke your boner. I've, I've had, <laughs> I like to spell stuff out. You never know. Someone's listening. Like, what are they talking about? That's. I'm here for you, the listener. Uh, yeah. Um, stroking your boner being moving your hand in a, in a vigorous motion on your penis. Masturbating. Yeah. Masturbating with you. Yeah. Right. Um, oh, for, for, sexu- what for sexual release. <laughs> for sexual, for sexual <laughs> release. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is semen you. leaving the, the penis channel. Seminal, right, seminal right, right. fluid. Yes. Being That's a, not a, one you watch on TV, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I meant the actual... 
<laughs> oh, because of the double meaning of the word channel. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. talking about the... Oh, well, that's not, that's like, those yeah, numbers I'm, in your TV. I'm talking about your dick tunnel. the same thing, but also... <laughs> right, right. Your dick tunnel. Your di- okay, that's not what I want to swim. Oh, um, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, now weather. Come on. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I... Back uh, to you, Carol Ann. I hope. <laughs> and then all the male anchors laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and she has to kind of laugh along go, with it. Yeah, <laughs> These guys, but, men or boys, right? But, but you definitely when will it end. You definitely see when a tear. Will women stop having to put up with this shit? <laughs> she's she's like smiling and doing doing the broadcast, but there is a tear oh, like yeah. after that. Yeah, <laughs> she's reminding herself, I get full dental. I get full dental. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope that I don't make a full dental joke after this. <laughs> Damn it. Dental. Di- okay, so uh, I forgot what we were talking. Sugary about. drinks. Sugary drinks. Do sugary drinks. so. There's really no. I mean, there's no more to this story besides that they accounted for that many of the deaths. Uh, I don't know how they could distinguish the drinks themselves from just sugar intake in general. If they're saying that diabetes was seventy percent of those, but a staggering number nonetheless. So, but stop. I presume they control for other shit? things. I hope they, they control for other things. I don't know. I don't know. Did about- they just interview Stewart? Yeah. Oh. Is that what they did here? Is he that back? It is. No, he's that's our. That's our uh, strange. Morbidly obese roommate who sleep eats, but he drinks eight Gatorades a day oh. because it's a sports it's drink. Electrolytes. It's a sports drink, it's Andy. It's a sports athletes drink. drink. Athletes, yes, after rigorous physical activity. <laughs> and yeah, that's meant to replace <laughs> yes. the yeah, yeah. electrolyte exactly. loss. I just told him he's sure. If I'm hungover enough, I'll drink Pedialyte. But yeah, I, I've just told him that he's 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 consuming about twenty four hundred empty calories a day. Yeah, of sugar. And this is a guy who has none of his own teeth. Well, it's, like, and it's like, how did that happen? The I wonder. Ban, I don't know if I agree with the ban or whatever, but like, who is that stupid that they're drinking? You know, forty ounces of Coca Cola. And just being like, this is fine, right? Well, also, the ban... Yeah, I don't understand. It is it. one of those bans that doesn't really restrict anyone in this life. Like, all it does is stops you from buying that much in one cup. You can still get a two-liter. <laughs> you can still get two yeah. well, Chug it as you drive. But does the ban include diet drinks? Was that ever decided? It should. Those I think are it was horrible all, for you. Uh, yeah, I know the, yeah. the phenylalanine. I stopped. Like I used the... to love Diet Coke. I Why'd loved you stop? Because I, I no, probably because, think because I'm too into it. There's, the there's, a, there's a direct line with people having strokes with drinking a lot of Diet Cokes. Wow. And it's not because it rhymes. I was going to say. Um, I burst into song. <laughs> Jesus. It's even a musical Cokes, number. He had to think planned all day. <laughs> that asshole. There were dancers who came from somewhere. Ty Cobb was one of the first investors. Coca-Cola. But, uh... Yeah, it, it, it because first off, the, the the plants where they make that what is that stuff that you aspartame, want to aspartame, aspartame, yeah, aspartame. Everyone working there is dressed up like they're clearing asbestos out of a building. <laughs> Everyone, they're, they right. all look like they're in spacesuits. They look right. like they're abducting ET. It's the Intel factory, and is. yeah, yeah, and and because. If you breathe that stuff in its purest form, you will die. Now, to be you know, fair, that is true of like a lot of stuff that is fine to put in your body, where granted, like, even like water in enough quantities granted, can kill but you. But they found people that are that are diabetic, people that are, uh, 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 you know, that they have to cut sugar out of their diet and they drink a lot. Now, you have to drink a lot of diet soda for it to affect you like that. But just the fact that someone who drinks like you know five to ten a day yeah, in their fifties gonna... or sixties will have a massive. Fatal stroke because of it. It's like, yeah, oh, that's no not, thanks. Yeah, I, I think the, one of the reasons I want to cut back on diet sodas is just because I think something about even even the fact that there's no caloric value, something about getting used to that amount of sweetness makes you want mm. more of it. And I would like to be there able. There is to, like, some evidence that that also encourages you to then chase more sugary things because well, that, your the, brain. Yeah, the, oh, the, for sure. Well, your brain wants that and it needs that, so you're kind of like. Like that's what it takes to get it sugar high now, yeah. And I would love to get to a point where like an apple would be a good dessert. 
Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? That's my mom's like well, that. She can just have an orange well, and it's like me eating a Sunday. Bake yeah. it. You Bake have, that apple. You have it's like love- a cake. I'm so, so, gone. Oh, yeah, certainly, certainly. And you, you currently live in a house with a garden that is full of free fruit. And I and I enjoy the free fruit, but I can't taste it. I cannot taste it. It's not enough. Yeah, one of these oranges <laughs> is not going to be like, mm, I'm treating myself. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That there is Ooh. one. This is going to make me hyper. There's one more story uh, before we change subjects that was uh, that's still connected to these things of us driving evolution, and that's also scientists uh, in a uh, in Bangor University have discovered that overfishing is actually causing a change in the size of fish. Smaller fish are starting to evolve because oh of global fish- fishing policies. Uh, they they studied a model tropical fish, the Trinidadian or Trinidadian guppy, and managed to examine changes in the DNA of genes as the fish became smaller and smaller to deal with overfishing. I guess the smaller the fish are, the more likely they are to avoid the nets and the more likely they are to survive. Wow. Uh, so we've, again, this is another example of human intervention causing an actual change in DNA, an actual change in... Yeah, and that's, that's not just saying that we've... Uh We've fished away more of the mature population. It's leaving no, the, the, like even the fully grown ones only get to a certain size. Yeah, now, and so the new generations can... are more likely to just Man. to be substantially smaller. Oh, wow, that's depressing. I mean, are there any? Uh, is there any hope in all this, Matt? There's no, any, it actually says the, hopeful. In the conclusion in the in the paper it was published in uh, Frontiers in Ecology and Environmental and the Environment uh, Journal in the United States. Uh, it actually finished with a line: "There is no hope." Oh, the humanity! God help us all. May may the Lord have mercy on our soul. So that was that the final went on line in of- your head, Charles Dickens. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> who wrote that one? H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> the horror, the horror. What if every scientific journal was required to end with "May God have mercy on our souls"? <laughs> or just like it, it's got a little score for good or evil at the end, like yeah. a little traffic light system. Yeah, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Let me be evil. the first to bow before our new Lord Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> what? What does this guy know? That melds perfectly into our next story. They found Cthulhu. He lives in the bottom of the Mariana this Trench. This is horrifying yeah, news. Yeah. Um, but he loves us all and wants us to be happy. <laughs> no, he does not. He wants to eat everyone. Um, I'm, I'm going to go for this story. I, did you ever have any inventions? Did you ever invent something as a kid where you think, I better... Oh, man. I better get this trademarked. I better get this one copyrighted. Yeah, I thought of... I mean, this is the stupidest invention ever, but it's almost like a, it's like a, a you, you like almost like how a, a, a panini press for a sandwich, mm-hmm. yep. but it would have prongs that would stamp through the sandwich and make all the ingredients basically lock. So as you're eating the sandwich, no lettuce would fall out, no tomato. So it makes like a, like a stamps a Lego pattern through your sandwich. So Something like that. Yeah. It was just an idea I had as a kid. You know, but the problem is what you would stamp through, you would lose those tiny holes of sandwich, you know, like those would fall through the bottom. Right. So your Unless sandwich would there was be diminished. a system that would collect those from the bottom and then re put them through on the top. Or wow. you just sell those as like sandwich donut holes, like find a new market for those things. Yeah. 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 There's fry them. Yeah. And sell them muffin, at the movies. Muffin tops. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, there's been a change in the laws. You're not going to ask me if I ever invented anything, of Matt. What did you invent? Funny you should ask, Matt. Uh, here's an idea <laughs> that I had that I found out someone else, <laughs> other infomerge people have already thought of. The I'm internet. Like, why do I always have to, as a man, I like to urinate standing up. I don't yeah. know if all of you guys it's share tradition. this. Okay, it's, it's yeah. the way I do it. Uh, and, and oftentimes a toilet seat will be down and I have to put it up. And it being a place where you put your bottom and your poop, I don't want to touch it. I usually use my foot to lift up the toilet seat. That's crazy. We live in the 21st century. We're still having to use our feet to like, why is there not a, a foot pedal 
next to the toilet that'll just pop the seat up and it's down. A great idea. I'm like, like a, oh, like, this is going to be my thing. Like a pedal bin or something. Yeah, exactly. And I look it up online, and, and like twenty people are making these things. Yeah. yeah, of course. It's like it's a simple idea. Like, so I don't have you know, one. Though. You know what's weird? <laughs> I legitimately uh, thought of that a few months ago, and like didn't tell anyone. I thought like I'm I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be the first one. I will be a millionaire. I thought that about five different things, and looked them up. Like, oh yeah, someone else. And of yeah. course, someone else. Yeah. Yeah. they're around already. Yeah. Cars, but like with the roof comes off, so it like turns into an open top. <laughs> no, that's come on. <laughs> it's only twenty thirteen. This is not going to yeah, be. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> anyhow, what about like a bell that you can attach to your bicycle <laughs> to warn people of your approach? But you're selling ice cream <laughs> to um, warn them of impending ice I cream. I have one of those on my Harley, and you can't hear hear it on the engine. <laughs> it makes me so mad. No one knows that I'm bling bling blinging <laughs> when I'm waiting for the light. <laughs> You put playing cards in the spokes of your Harley as well to make it louder. Shredded immediately. Just, yeah, just shredded paper hitting cards behind you. Hey, loud pipes save lives, brother. <laughs> so they know I'm coming. Your valve is all the way open. Your motorcycle is deafening. How would they not know you're coming? What'd you say? Huh? I said they save lives. I'm just going to assume you have no argument. I can't hear what you're saying. Um... So I, when I mentioned this story to Andy, I now know that I'm, I'm immediately going to be laughed at for my pronunciation. The, uh, the patent office, as I call it, the patent office, apparently, to Americans. We'll, just, it, we'll just put in like some overdubbed uh, yeah. American yeah. voice for that word. It's, just, yeah. but it, it's the U.S. one, so I guess it should be the patent office. Okay. Um, they have changed. They used to run... We're making progress, though. They used to run a first-to-invent <laughs> system uh, where, where the person who could prove that they were the first person to come up with something, it date-stamped in some way would have the would have the patent um but now they've gone with the rest of the world system which is a first to file system so the first person to file the valid uh patent gets the rights to the idea um to which simplifies patent in global markets now this is this surprised me because i always thought i remember as a kid uh thinking i mean told by various other kids like the received wisdom that we had was if you post something to yourself if you if you write right. down your idea on a piece of paper and mail it to yourself then the date stamp that the post office puts on it will be evidence that it was sent on that day. Yeah, the and poor then man's like, trademark. Or I poor thought that is a kid too. Yeah, and then, I, right. I, I say as a kid, I thought that until this morning when I saw this story, <laughs> uh, and it looks like that might have been the case in America until they've just changed the rules now. Hmm. So it used to be if you could prove it, if you could show like an email correspondence with your ideas on it that predates when this big company came up with it, when yeah. Dell or whatever or mm-hmm. or. Or Intel, or these uh, huge companies, uh, but it turns out that is no longer the case. I think you have just to do, file it now. Just yeah. do like Edison did, and just hire a bunch of thugs to smash <laughs> your competitor's whole laboratory. Yeah, yeah. and electrocute you know. some elephants to prove that they're what? evil people. Well, yeah, yeah, the direct, the, 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 that uh, that Tesla or so, was whoever it? was well, he was pro DC. I think he was pro direct, direct current. current. So he electrocuted yeah. elephants with alternating current to alternating, prove that alternating. it was too dangerous. Yeah, yeah. See what Tesla's into. And Tesla's <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. Where'd you get those elephants? <laughs> do you know what we could do with an elephant? Yeah. Like, why did you... <laughs> we could get so much use out of this one elephant? And see, he got a lot. He caught a lot of flack for saying, "Why didn't you just electrocute a bunch of big dumb Polish guys?" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, you know, he's a bigot." You know, because back then, you know, that's how where you Polish jokes came Polish from. You were allowed. Right. It was kind of a right. you know chummy thing. But yeah. that's when public outrage really more like direct <laughs> asshole. Talk about revisionist history. That's what that's what I'm doing. <laughs> um. So uh, various small inventors are complaining that the loss of date stamping will help these large corporations invent around their 
around their ideas and uh, patent them beforehand. You know, before the date stamp was patented, it was chaos. But they, but they also said um, <laughs> that happened anyway. That used to because even the first to invent rule, which exists beforehand, it's so hard to prove. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it also featured favored these major corporations because they were the ones with the resources to accurately record their work and get it legally countersigned. And they still have the big lawyers. So you're always... See, that's, and when they that's say, the modern equivalent of Edison smashing the laboratory of the other person. It's yeah. not, now it's through legal channels. And, yeah. you know, the big guys trying to squeeze might, us it out. It still might makes right in yeah. its own way. I might have thought of the foot pedal thing before anybody else. I just didn't act on it quickly enough. If I could have just mailed that to myself. Uh, Tom Segura has a great bit about on his album about his, like a cousin of his that he calls the stupidest guy he's ever met. Mm-hmm. Who he calls himself an inventor. And all he says is like, what you, like I invented something. Like what? It's a thing where... You know, you, your your iPhone steers your car for you and parks for you when you go in the house. Like, wow, really? How do you do that? I don't know. You just hire a scientist. To, like, he calls himself. He doesn't engineer any of it. He just has ideas that anyone could have. And he matter-of-factly yeah. is just like, yeah, I'm an inventor. Yeah, like, wouldn't it be cool if, like, a car could, like, take like jump over things in a traffic jam? Sure. Like, when there's traffic, it could just, like, like leap over, like, five, the, go, like, onto the next lane? Yeah, or like like go over everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like like Inspector Gadget, where like yeah. the, the, it goes up and the wheels have st- uh, big you know so I'm poles write, on them. So you I, just drive over traffic. So I'll write that down on a piece of paper and then mail it to myself. You mail and then yeah, and say go scientists. And then when, <laughs> and you get twenty percent scientists. Whenever anyone comes yeah, out with like, it, they're like the Candyman. If you just say go scientists three times, looking in the mirror, the yeah, make they it have happen. electrodes and, yeah. and cameras I, everywhere. I know tons of people who have like ideas, and when you yes. ask them about their idea, well, like well, I don't know. Just you would get a yeah. There was a. Um, do you guys ever listen to the Ricky Gervais show? Yeah, yeah. The yeah, podcast yeah. with Carl Pilkington. Um, Carl's one of those guys, much mm-hmm. like Tom Segura's oh, for cousin. Sure. For and sure. he was talking about this idea he had for. Um, it would be. It was. I, I laughed so hard I almost crashed my car. The, uh, it was. He had an idea for a watch that would just count down exactly till when you died. <laughs> so you knew that you would, you know, to, how to live your life to, to its fullest and everything. And they said, well, that's amazing. How would, how would that work? And, he goes, and his answer goes, well, you just, you just pop it on your wrist. <laughs> yeah. And it was like. That's all. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking awesome. moron. That's awesome. For some, this, this brings to mind a conversation I had, a, bar, a Portland bar, a drunken bar conversation with a guy I just met that night who had a secret that was so important that it remains. Like, it took the better part of an hour from to fight. Like he kept talking about it. I was like, I don't want to tell you what, but it's, it's, it's great. It's going to make me so much money. Finally. Okay. You promise you won't say anything. Here's right. my idea. Okay. You can't tell anybody. Right. So you are breaking this promise. I'm breaking this promise. <laughs> 10, <laughs> 10 years later, uh, so all, all female ZZ top cover band. They play without shirts on ZZ topless. ZZ topless. <laughs> I don't understand how you monetize this. So I'm like, oh, you already, did you find some girls who pl- play Easy Top and are willing to play without their sh- without their shirts on? So no, it's just the idea. Like, even if this does become a thing that's popular, how do you make the money off it? <laughs> you have to be the Colonel Tom of, yeah, of the right. of the ZZ Top list. And wear those long beards. You know what I mean? Yeah, Come but on. I love that he's worried that as soon as he says it, of course, the world's going to blow up with ZZ Topless bands. It's going to be gonna, huge. So don't tell anyone. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, Please. do not. St- you can't start your you own ZZ Topless. Don't start your ZZ Topless yeah, yeah. band. In, uh, in Singapore, uh, well, there was this um, Filipino covers band who were fine. They, you know, they're in it. There's a lot of surprisingly good Filipino covers bands in Singapore. For some reason, that's the thing. Yeah. Sure. Filipino people appear to have taken to the cover band industry with a plomb. Right. But uh, this old guy, like, I, I, it was, we'd done a show in that bar already, and then this was the band, the entertainment afterwards. Mm-hmm. So the old guy had seen my gig, and he came up to me and went, 
and see that band he's this old sweaty english guy who's lived in asia for too long for probably bad reasons as a lot of people <laughs> sure. we go uh, see see that band and i went yeah he went best band i've ever seen in my life you know, really uh i saw radiohead once they were pretty good as well like they like uh, you know i've seen the, some of the bands that have actually came up with the songs that these guys are playing <laughs> they 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 nailed it as well but he goes best band i've ever seen in my life you want to be a millionaire <laughs> and he went manage that band <laughs> <laughs> yep That's, yeah. that was his solution Done. I, went, I was like oh yep thank you for and you're just giving me that advice yeah. for free excuse me you're just letting me have that members of this band I've never managed a band <laughs> in my life can I be your manager I have li- okay why not yeah, like, I have a limited ability to to manage my own career in right, show business. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's interesting when a cover band will play a song, and like let's say they knock it out of the park, you know, yeah. let's say they're playing "Stairway to Heaven" or something, and uh, and then someone will say, "Man, they play that better than Zeppelin." It's like, no, that's impossible, <laughs> because even if Zeppelin was fucking it up on their worst night, they would sound more like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. They just are the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't like you can't play it better than the thing. That lookalike looks more like Leonardo DiCaprio. Exactly, than Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, they were good covers, but they had a few. You know, they had little tricks. They they had this thing where <laughs> the two of them, like the two guitar players, will kind of stand back to back, linking arms, and play each other's guitars round the Ooh, round the back. Like they had right. nice. sure, that's a sure. hundred grand right there. They had yeah, yeah that's that's gotta be right. <laughs> I, I had a they period had when I first moved to LA, where Kyle and I, Kyle and I first moved to LA. We saw all the female metal cover bands. We saw yeah. the, the Iron Maidens, ACDC, Hell's Bells. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's so it's so great because it's just you know. It's women, and they're, and they're usually yeah, they're, they're usually fans of. I mean, they come to it the same way that any yeah, cover they're band great. Does. They're fans, they're disciples yeah. of that. Yeah, and then, it, then you have that crap like Mini Kiss, where they're not even playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Mini Kiss like, isn't really playing. No, they're just their holding instruments and jumping around. That's, it's yeah. like, come on, man. Oh, that's disappointing. My, my yeah. friend, my friend started a band in Portland that was an all male um, 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 Go Go's cover band. No, nice. <laughs> called We Got the Meat. Oh, I was <laughs> they weren't go, that good. I was going to go Bro Bros. <laughs> But we got the meat is better. Wow. They weren't that good. It was more the novelty of, sure. of the name and the, the guys. But anyhow, so that's that story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do we want to do one more? I think we have another one. Do you have a do you have a favorite story? Is. Well, I don't know if we wanted to talk about uh, whether we shouldn't fear babies with genes from three parents or whether we should talk about uh, the world's thinnest endoscope. I don't know. I, I quite like the three parent children. Let's do that one because yeah. I, I still yeah, don't I'm understand because I don't know what an endoscope is. <laughs> yeah. Well, so. and I, I'm I'm always fascinated with the super being. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, this with, is a very biology heavy episode. We've been all about the biology and evolution it's this all, this episode, with the exception of the the invention of ZZ Topless. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. that's sort of biological with the mammary glands and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, so. Nobody knows how many of these people there are, but we know they exist. They're sometimes called three-parent offspring, which sounds kind of sinister. But if you met one, you'd never know them from any other kid. Uh, These children owe their existence to a fertility treatment called ooplasmic transfer, which involves taking an egg cell from an infertile woman and injecting it with the gel-like cytoplasm from another woman's egg. And for some reason, this can reverse infertility, possibly because it also transfers healthy mitochondria. And since these bits of cellular machinery contain DNA, the children conceived this way inherit genes from their mother, their father, and the donor, hence the three-parent tag. So this Maury, is... A- Maury, <laughs> <laughs> This is... I, I had no idea until I read this article I didn't that this, this was, was a, a thing. This yeah. was a possibility. Wow. So, Me neither. Wow. So it, it, was, it made headlines decades ago when the FDA banned it, and it's likely to get another airing as the world weighs in about um, 
what to do about mitochondrial transfer, a form of IFV, IVF, I'm sorry, in vitro fertilization that can prevent genetic diseases by deliberately endowing embryos with donated mitochondria. And uh, the evidence so far from research in animals and early human embryos suggests that this works and it is, in fact, safe. So don't be afraid of three parents. Don't fear the threepers. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) I like that one. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. I, top of my head. Top of my head. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's good. You guys, comedy podcast. Uh, but yeah, that's a thing. Three pa- <laughs> I love your trail off. Uh, guys, come back. Guys, it's comedy podcast. Hey. Guys, wait. Matt. Matt. Oh, he's got- <laughs> so uh, I, I didn't realize this was a thing, nor that it was banned, nor that it's possibly being Why were people afraid of the people? Not of the people. They were afraid that, that, that it wasn't, wasn't a safe thing to well, do. Well, it does like, say the they have... were evil or anything. They do have laser eyes. Yeah. They and can they can the control they weather with you. their thoughts. Wow. Ah, well. What would the fear be, though, behind this? I mean, it seems like... Doesn't I, it seem a little on its surface just like a risky operation to begin with? I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't like say... Like tampering in, with nature. Be, yeah. Being yeah. a threeper? But, I mean, yeah. technically, you know, stopping a nosebleed is tampering with nature. Right. It, well... I think you're kind of splitting hairs a little. I mean, you know, there, there's the... There's splitting the, hairs is there, tampering the, with nature. Self-preservation yeah. is not tra- p- tampering with nature. You could bleed through your nose until you die, you know? So it's, you know, I think, but, you know, making... But then that was nature's being, intention for you to die that way. Yeah. Well... That's how you were supposed it, to go. It can't be argued for me because I'm God's favorite son. But, uh... <laughs> the craziest religion. The king comes out almost like, what? Uh, no, but, you know, but yeah, I think there is a concern when, th- when three people team up or... How many scientists was it in the documentary Twins? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was like with, seven. Uh, it's like seven scientists. Seven scientists. In that, in that PBS miniseries PBS, Twins. Uh, yeah, miniseries. Yeah. Um, yeah, seven or eight scientists who yeah. all donated their, their One was G- enormous and, and phenomenally strong and smart, and one was tiny and stumpy. Yeah, have we learned nothing from, from Arnold Schwarzenegger documentaries? Come on, guys. This is... <laughs> if all... Arnold Schwarzenegger movies or documentaries. I love that, that what a, world. I want to what a magical world. world that would be. Oh, my God. We've love, traveled to Mars. There's aliens that come and hunt us. Yeah. We have inexplicable yeah. accents, even though we live You'd in this be, country. People would be raising even though we children have American going, names. If someone asked you if, if you know where Sarah Connor is, run like the wind. <laughs> this guy uh, keeps showing up. Yeah. What, was, mean, what was that movie where he got elected governor of California for two that terms? That one will never become reality. Come oh, on, yeah, that that's, what, that's way too What was the one where he was hiding a kid the whole time? <laughs> like an 18-year-old kid? Yeah. And kind of like... And he had like robot insides? Yeah. yeah, that was called Nine Months. Yeah. Oh, yeah, He was yeah, hiding yeah. the kid in his belly. I mean, the kid was 18? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love his names in his movies. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, just the I lack just... of fact-checking. He's got this crazy Austrian accent, and his, his name's like Steve Goodwin. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just saw... <laughs> I just saw last... Last Stand? The Last Stand. His most recent movie that was a huge flop. And oh, D- yeah. Doug Benson did the movie interruption of it. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. It is the worst movie. And he plays a small-town sheriff in New Mexico. They never address his accent or his background. And his <laughs> name is... His badge says Owens. His last name is Owens. Sure. Owens. Like, yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> That's him. Yeah, he's just playing the uh, I'm getting too old for this shit sheriff oh, who's been yeah. in this tiny town for right. his whole life, I guess, just after he got the accent. <laughs> <Yes>. and, yeah. <laughs> Oh, That's yeah. the least of the problem. Well, we are talking about movies, by the way, as well, uh, from a science podcast. We, we did put out a tweet beforehand asking if anyone had any questions or to put to our guests, and someone called at Sweaty Soul has, wants Matt to answer how, just how ridiculous was the movie Limitless. Uh, I have not seen that movie. I, don't I, know. I saw the movie and read the book. 
And uh, it was basically about the movie. It was the problem with the, the movie was it talked about, like, you don't use 80% of your brain. This pill makes sure you do, which is not, not true. true. Which has never been true. You're just using different parts of your brain at any given yeah, time. Yeah, that, that thing you, that's used to justify... You can the, use all your brain at once, just like you can... And also, jump you know, up and down while playing guitar. Jump up and down and while walking. <laughs> yeah. and you also, know, like, or whatever. I'm yeah, the biggest analogy, sign like, that, that yeah. you don't... The biggest sign that, that you only use 20% of your brain thing is bullshit is there's no bit of your brain that you can put a spear in and you'd be fine. Sure. Like, Unless yeah. your name is well, Phineas Gage. In which case, you can. The, 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 the railroad spike guy. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah whatever. The, the book was basically about a, uh, a guy who was, uh, who was a fuck-up who was given a, a pill that basically accelerated your learning process and your, your problem-solving process to the point where whatever you focused on, you would just nail it. You know? And so, right. you know, the book was actually pretty good. The movie was just like, Gah. you know, like, that you was know, the some Bradley, Hollywood guy the Bradley was Bradley Cooper like, documentary? No, nah, nah, this is way too complicated. <laughs> yeah, Bradley Cooper. Um, but... Yeah, so the movie was was genuinely ridiculous. I liked uh, I liked the book, but um, yeah, just just as soon as soon as I started watching the movie, and it was like, uh, and it was just like you know you don't always you know you only use eighty percent of your browser. It's like oh, oh okay. get it's out gonna of be here, that okay. kind of movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. boo. I mean, at, at at a certain point in the movie, he he's he's accelerated without having to take the pill because there's withdrawals and stuff, yeah, and yeah. he. I guess he doesn't need it anymore. He somehow harnessed the power of his brain. He'd probably gone to a couple Tony Robbins <laughs> seminars. And he uh, he and, and De Niro, who plays like a Donald Trump guy, are kind of having a, a face-off. And Donald Trump's like, there's no way you don't work for me. And he's like, I can envision like 15 ways I don't work for you. And he's like, oh, looks like you uh, you know, got to be careful with that ticker of yours. Your heart's uh, ready to give out pretty soon. Like, oh, he has powers he now? Yeah, he can, How are like, you putting your hand me. on his shoulder and going, oh, you have high <laughs> cholesterol? Like, now now he's an X-Man. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, Unless he's doing it like a Sherlock Holmes way. Like, from the way your hair is growing out of your true, scalp, I can true, tell you how it wasn't that. He wasn't Benedict Cumberbatch it doing... Sounds to me, you know, though, like he was truly limitless. <laughs> wasn't oh, he? Oh, that was good, that. Theme song kicks so in, and there's credits. <laughs> can I just hang myself right now? <laughs> Jesse said that and just froze. He was. Like he just completely... Truly... <laughs> Limitless. Midair and a high five. <laughs> yeah, midair high five and no Carry one. On my way, what's up? There, there's, there's one really quick story if we have time. How long are we at now? Uh, one ten, one thirteen. There's, there's one just because I want to get one non-biology story. Is uh, this is a space story, uh, and that's the Curi- the Mars Curiosity rover has broken some rock and it's revealed a bright white interior. So the red planet has these uh, white uh, hydrated minerals formed when water flowed through the robot's landing site in ancient times. Uh, which is- <laughs> <laughs> hey, what did you say? I'm sorry. I'm, I was half paying attention, and then you got me with that. <laughs> what, uh, these hydrated minerals, this white, these white minerals that formed um, when water flowed through the robot's landing site. That's the Mars landing rover robot thing. Uh, What's this robot? Um... The, the water flowed through it beforehand. The water didn't flow through long before the robot showed up. The robot is a new robot. Okay, I'm this sorry. Is like, I, this isn't, this an, isn't an ancient robot one. theory? This isn't an ancient robot that lives on Mars. <laughs> I, I want to stress that that is not what the story is. For the rest of the podcast, we were that's now... That's not the news. We were now the gonna, news <laughs> is the hydrated minerals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait. There's a robot? <laughs> been around for millennia? Well, yeah, <laughs> but, around? but now there's, 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 there's yeah, hydration yeah. in these He's minerals. He's made of rocks. Yeah, yeah. The uh, lava but flows through his <laughs> robot veins. He has robot veins? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but, no, we're, but not, we're not, not talking about that. We're talking about the, talking about the yes, minerals. white rock. Hydrated we thought they were red rocks. They're white, actually. I think you're missing the... You're Stop talking the about that ancient robot that's been around so long we yeah. can't measure its age. 
He that keeps offering keep keeps offering us a limitless energy source to to our planet in in, in all known languages. Stop talking. About him. <laughs> um, this this uh, uh, the guys uh, Melissa Rice from the California from Caltech um, said this is one of the brightest and whitest things we've seen uh, with the mast cam at the Gale Crater site since fill in the blank with yeah since since uh, racist Edgar joke. Winter uh, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. It's Blake Edwards' teeth. Anyone? <laughs> uh, so there we go. There, it looks like another sign for war- previously water being on Mars and maybe still being there. No, I thought that was already proven, the previous water. Uh, yeah, and this... Uh, I think it was... Hang on. This is the picture emerging as one from where sediments were transported downhill from the eroded crater rim into a network of streams that then flowed into a lake environment, uh, which is represented by the mudstone that was drilled by the curiosity thing machine uh the ancient the ancient ancient <laughs> the robots they, they found an ancient uh, abandoned water park on mars i thought, <laughs> thought yeah that the weird thing yeah. they found yeah that's what proved it that the ancient the oldest wet and wild the, the um, ancient the robots yeah. like to cut loose sometimes give themselves a break have <laughs> yeah. some mickey d's ride around <laughs> the water park yeah all made of rock yeah, yes. what's interesting about this is how the robots didn't rust as they were going down the lazy river. They're made of rock. <laughs> wow, the lazy red river. Nice. So there's two rovers on Mars now. I don't know. The Curiosity and, and they the... hate each other. <laughs> no, I think that is part. <laughs> I think that's part. Of, is part of the same thing. Have you guys? Warring neighbor robots, fiercely prideful. Have you, guys, have you guys seen rovers. the documentary Enemy Mine with Lewis Gossett Jr.? It's like that. The basically. <laughs> so many documentaries. Yeah. I'm a big fan of documentaries. <laughs> I like, it's just 2001, these... A Space Odyssey. Probably the best documentary about One space. One of the best, yeah. Yeah. You know. Except for Total Recall. Right, right, right. Um, Give them ear. <laughs> you have what you want, Cody yeah. wasn't, wasn't Mars like not involved in the new Total Recall? Well, it wasn't involved in the short story that the original one is based on either. So okay, that I was unaware. Was, uh, I, was unaware. Yeah. I looked yeah. that up because I was curious about that myself. I didn't remember all of that. <laughs> it's another way to say the title. Oh uh, yeah, it's kind of, uh, is that is that, was that a Philip K. Dick novel or novella? That, I think that was based on. Uh, yeah, it was. Do androids dream? No, that's no, no that's Blade, Blade Runner. Blade okay. Runner. Um, but it's all no. I can I can remember it for you wholesale. Yep, was the name that's of the it. story. Yeah, any paranoid future <laughs> story, Philip K. Dick. Yep. He had that genre nailed. He has like I, paragraph long titles. They just have to yeah. shorten them for like for, yeah. for America. It, it yeah. Blade make, Runner. It doesn't make sense until you <laughs> until you find out that actually he was one of the world's first pro wrestlers. So it's like that actually explains a lot of yeah. his behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do androids dream of electric sheep, brother? If you got pinned yeah. by him, you would say you got dicked. Like you got, uh, you're getting dicked over. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's one of the early. Well, he's the K stand for killer. Philip <laughs> Killer Dick was his uh, was his wrestling name. Oh, Killer Dick oh is not a nice way to go. Well, back yeah. then they used that as a euphemism for penises. It was just a name. You know? Oh, okay. yeah, that's all. It wasn't yeah. like he, okay. you know, knock you unconscious and then just, you know, <laughs> right? You, Fuck you till you're dead. Yeah, none of that. We were all thinking it. I don't know why I even said it out loud. Should just let it drift away in each other's consciousness. Famed sci-fi author, pro wrestler, and rapist Philip K. Dick <laughs> finally taken down a peg, and this makes probably science. <laughs> Oh, sci-fi fans are furious oh, right yeah. now. So, for, so further proof there like used to be water guys. on Mars. Uh, yep, and and it's caused some really white rocks that science is very happy about. And here's a picture of it. It's very, it's very white. 
Whoa. It's pretty white. Far too white to be on a red planet. Yep. I'm, you know what? I think that's snow. Yep. I think that proves that Mars is now not so hot. Snow, (laughs) snow as in actual snow or snow as in like a euphemism for cocaine. If it's cocaine, we're going, right, fellas? Guys, we are. <laughs> Let's the- get on building this rocket. Because <laughs> it's impossible to get cocaine on Earth. <laughs> yeah, they don't make it on Earth. It's worth spending the. Like the it's amount worth that it Blasting would ourselves into space. How, how weird Possibly would it dying. be if we found a new drug on another planet? Like it turned out that whole planet is made of You that could drug. snort it. Oh, and, then, and, and the amount. The amount of, of people that are building, that are, you know, like billionaires pouring money into spaceships, they're like, no, no, I'm trying to explore that planet. I, don't wanna, I, I heard there's some yeah. new drug there. I don't know. Um, I'm just going off to lick Jupiter. I'm just trying to learn about this stuff. That's why, you know, by I'm the, trying to corner the market. By the way, can I get uh, maturity points there for saying lick Jupiter and not picking the next planet along? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You went for work. it. We're proud of you. Thank you. Good work. We're proud yeah. of you. Yeah. I just want to put my finger in Jupiter's big red eye. I did it. I made it work anyway. Fun thing to do at Disney World. I'll run up to the guy dressed as Pluto and go, You don't exist. You're not real. Just scream in his face. Science has disproven you. What are you doing? Hmm. I think that's probably as good a point as any to wrap things up. Unless Matt Matt seems Uh, to be looking up something real quick. No, no, no. I think think we're all good. Um, Now, uh, Matt. uh, Except I do need to make one correction in that Jupiter is not the next one along. Oh, they're sat well. in the middle. Oh Shit. wait, my very mm. easy method just set up. Wait, no, it's yeah. Jupiter's after Mars, right? Ma- but Mars not was- next to Uranus. That's what. He, that's the joke he was going for. Wait, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. He didn't make uh, the obvious Uranus joke. Mars isn't the next, wrong one to from make. the other way around. Yeah, right? sure, it sure. Is <sighs> definitely Uranus. Should have ended like a butthole two minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bronger, <laughs> Matt Bronger, what do you have coming up, man? Uh, does have rings. The, uh, okay, okay. the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Of course. We yeah, all, pl- all four of us are there, yeah? We haven't plugged that much on, on the podcast. This is my way of asking but... if I'm booked. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> just all, everyone at this table is going to the festival, am I right? Uh, yeah, we're all going to be there. <laughs> and uh, if, we, if this goes up, I believe this is going to go up on Monday, the um, 25th, in which case you have three more days to buy a... F- Festival pass for a ten dollar discount, only sixty nine dollars. If this podcast goes up a week later, it's seventy nine. Either way, it gets you into Either shows. Way, it gets you into so days. many shows, like yeah. the one of the best deals of any comedy festival around. Like, yeah, we try to keep it affordable. So it's two hundred two hundred comedians over the course of four days in Portland. You look at how many shows you can see, like sixteen shows for that money if you want. If yeah. you keep going stuff. Yeah, podcast during the day. It's a real bargain. Yeah, four dollars per show, maybe. Um, so it's yeah, it's taking place April eighteenth to the twenty first in Portland. You can find out info at bridgetowncomedy dot com. Uh, Matt's going to be there. Well, everyone here is going to be there. Yep. Uh, Reggie Watts, Dana Gould, uh, Peter Serafinowitz, Robert Popper. I can't believe we got them. Um, Howard Kramer, Nick Thune, Mike Kaplan, Moshe Kasher, tons of great people. Laura Keitlinger, Karen Kilgariff. Uh, so get your tickets now, and uh, we'll probably we're going to do. Let's just say we're going to we're, we're going to do probably live signs probably there. signs there. Uh, we'll see who the guest is. It should be. Should be fun. It's going to be one of our first, our, only our second ever live one. So and uh, follow Matt on Twitter, which is just at at Brunger. Yeah, at B R A U N G E R. And go and see his many shows because he's very very funny indeed. Yes, Thanks, hilari- hilarious guy. And at, Jesse's at at probably at Jesse Case. I'm at sorry, Jesse Case. Uh, probably Science is at Probably Science. I'm going to be at, also. I keep I forgot to mention this. I'm going to be at Fitchburg State University, which is in Massachusetts, on May the second. And various other gigs around as well. Um, nice. And as always, any corrections, any comments, any clarifications, please email probablyscience at gmail.com. Tweet us at probablyscience. There is on our website on probablyscience.com, there's a PayPal button if you enjoy the show so much you want to donate and help yeah. us out with hosting uh, costs and that kind of thing. But as always, please do email us. Please send us messages. We do read all the stuff. If we've got stuff wrong 
or there's just some extra information on any of the stories we've covered, let us know. We will correct ourselves or we'll add the information. If you find a cool story that you'd love us to cover, please also send that in. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Matt, for joining us. You got it. It was fun. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.